0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Robin Sierra Whitmore. Robin is a filmmaker and author, and she is also currently a member of the Working Homeless. That has such a crazy ring to it, but it is the harsh truth for many and a growing number of our citizens. Right here in the Puget Sound, we see the homeless individuals all around us. We may have judgments or have heard things. Today, as we meet Robin Whitmore, I hope we will gain some important and useful insights. Robin Sierra Whitmore, good morning. It is so wonderful to welcome you here this morning.
1: Oh, thank you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on.
0: I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you are available to talk about such a uh, an important subject and to talk about your life and all that you are doing, because when we're talking about homelessness, we know here on, you know, in the Northwest, it's just such a huge and critical problem, but it's you're experiencing elsewhere across the country. You're writing about it. You're filming this. You've even experienced this yourself, correct?
1: Yes. I am a member of, they call it the, you know, working homeless and, um, A lot of individuals don't really understand or can't really equate the two. It's like we are working like I'm working a full-time position. However, on my side of the country, as well as in my research, a lot of the country is going through this very thing where a lot of um, growth has occurred in, let's say, the last decade. So, a lot of real estate developers are taking advantage of that growth and have really increased uh, rental prices. So, units, apartments, um, mortgages that probably would have been maybe you know um, a lot lower. Maybe an apartment here in Atlanta, for example, um, 600 maybe between maybe four and 600 is now double, almost triple that currently. So you have a lot of individuals who are being forced out, if you will, of their, um, of their dwellings, of their residences, because you can afford everything else. It's just the rent.
0: <laughs> when so. it's doubled from what you originally signed up for if it's even increased fifty percent, that's right. a huge hit because typically our income doesn't keep pace with that.
1: Right. Right. And that's another, you know that's another, you know, issue to go along with is because you're if you're not getting, you know, performance raises and, you know, um increases in your salary, um, then that' That can, you know, deem to be a a huge problem. And so you just have a lot of individuals going to work right along with, you know, you. A lot of people ask me, you know, does anyone know? Can anyone really tell? And I'm like, I don't think you can really tell if someone is a part of that community unless they specifically, you know, pull you to the side and tell you. Because we we look we are presentable, you know, and to our to our peers and our coworkers and it's just, you know, another day you you work your Monday through Friday and it's just like a new norm I call it.
0: <laughs> but there's such a stress that has to be a huge part of that. Yes, you we can't necessarily tell but inside because you have to juggle like where will i be staying tonight will it be safe where i'm staying where will i be able to uh get cleaned up you know take a shower that sort of thing those are all right. like such stressors right
1: right exactly and that's the reason why i wanted to um you know with the new book as well as the new film fighting for normal um i wanted to address that there are a lot of individuals who if you were if you already had say a gym membership um like over here we have the crunch fitness we have the la fitness so if you already have those ongoing memberships i say keep them up and because, you know, you can utilize those facilities there before, you know, before you go to work. Um, and even if you're off, you, you still, you're paid up for however long. And um, so you can utilize um, those amenities in that way. Also, I say if you are a frequent, um, different hotel chains have frequent stakes Clubs, kind of like how airlines have the frequent flyers, you have the frequent stayer. So if you learn the way each chain operates with its point system and that type of thing, you can see how you can save a lot of money by utilizing um, their point system. And so you can stay almost close to free, if not free, um, it takes a while to accumulate points to get a free stay, but I've literally um, accumulated enough points to, for example, tomorrow where I'm going to be, um, I configured the way to take it down. And I'll say this suite is probably probably about $110 a night on the regular, and I got it down to 39 So different things like that. I think just, you just need to be extra strategic. And I say extra savvy and um, kind of put on that third eye of survival.
0: And that all feels so challenging.
1: Right. It can be in the beginning. I definitely, (laughs) I definitely saw it as um, a challenge because you don't believe it. It's almost like, um, I was in denial (laughs) for the most part. And um, the first thing I did, um, when I realized, you know, I was in, in this situation, first thing I did was went to the movies because for me going to the movies feels normal. It's a, a, a feeling of normalcy at the end of my week. So, after the movie let out it didn't really hit me until i was like you know you you leave and just kind of like with work people are leaving work and <laughs> going somewhere and so you just kind of feel like oh i i don't have really a place specific to go so um but i say i tell everybody it's temporary you know um keep your head up stay positive stay focused on Whatever it was that you were doing the day before you got hit with this situation and whatever positive thing, if you're going to school, if you're trying to start a new business, if you're writing a book, if you're making a movie, whatever it is, I say stay focused on that. And then it's a little bit more challenging, I want to say, with individuals who have children. Oh, yes. I don't have that experience, so I can't I can't speak on it. I can only imagine how that must feel. But at the end of the day, you have to stay strong and stay positive for yourself as well as your family members.
0: And one note in terms of children and schools, I know here in the uh, greater Seattle area and the Puget Sound area that... The, there is a, such an effort to make this as normal for children, to be able to stay in the school that they were at, that there's systems in place to be able to somehow carpool them to from wherever they are to the s- school so that they can stay uh, within that community and not feel so completely uprooted and, you know, have life turn upside down on them.
1: Oh, absolutely. because. I can only imagine, I really can't imagine as as a child what what that experience um, would be like. You don't want anyone to know. That would be the first thing that would come to my mind is I would not want, you know, anybody at school to know that I'm in this situation. But in my research, I discover there are a lot of children um, living in the cars with their parents and they just a lot of them are just I'm just astounded by how resilient um, children can really be and in a lot of ways those children were uh, a, a strong a strong force for the parents because mm. you know the parent is trying their best to do everything that they can do um, so yeah so my thing is absolutely and if you do have transportation because a lot of people they don't have you know, transportation to live in. A lot of people, you know, are on public um, transportation, you know, with their families and things like that. So my thing is, even though it's not the greatest of, of, you know, dwelling, but I'm like, at least I can go and sit in my car, you know, and not draw attention to myself and what I'm doing.
0: And have you yourself had to spend nights in your car? Yes. And how um, do you
1: feel safe enough doing that? I will say 70% of the time I feel safe. I do a lot of research, like I say. I think the, the more knowledge you have about this situation and the more you know in reference to different retailers across the country that extend kind of like an invitation um, because we have that. So I say especially if you're a woman, don't be like in a park or anything like that. Do your research and find out the different major retailers across this country who welcome individuals to be in the parking lot because it's kind of a trade-off we're working so we'll get up and you'll go into the retail chain and spend money on something whether it might be you know you might need some new a new tube of toothpaste or something or you know mouthwash what have you so I say there are security cameras as well so Atlanta Police Department they have the different monitoring systems and that helps so that you have the police kind of monitoring what's going on in those you know overnight hours so that's the reason why I say that 70 that covers a 70% but that other 30% for me is the just the whole idea behind the fact of okay I'm outside I'm still outside anybody could come up and you know rob me anything could could go on but I just try my best to just stay focused and it's difficult to sleep you might have difficulty sleeping for you know a long time there's no way I don't think anyone can really get a really good night's sleep because you kind of have to sleep with one eye open in those type of situations
0: Right, which then, of course, has a snowball effect. You're not rested, but you have a job to go to. You're not going to be able to give 100%. Hopefully you can give like 80%, 85%, something like that, but we can see what tension exists with that.
1: Right, so that's the reason why I, my, my um, direct supervisor is great because um, I said I needed to be honest. With my direct supervisor about you know my situation, so that if anything should happen to me um at least at least he would know and be abreast of of what's going on and so I asked him give me put take me off take me off days that's first thing take me off days and give me as many nights. I'm fortunate to have you know a a position at a company that has, you know, more than just the one or two shifts. We have an overnight. So, I say volunteer for all the overnights so that you can have a place to be overnight as many times as possible during the week because if you if you're in this type of situation during the day, that that has to be tough. That really has to be tough and I didn't want to do that to myself. So, I just said um Give me all the nights you have. Take me off days and put me on nights.
0: That is so incredible, and I think we should mention your book, where the book "Your Battle Scars Are Beautiful," which is yes. a, which is an incredible title, and thank you know you. Se- speaks volumes. So, thank you for writing that and coming up with that title.
1: You're welcome. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think what we find here, you share with us so many various stories along the same theme that I feel give us valuable insight and hopefully build compassion.
1: Right. Right? I definitely wanted to reach out um, to everybody in in the stories, in the writing, because so many, especially the younger generations, Um, have a tendency to look at someone's life, let's say, like a uh, Oprah Winfrey or, you know, a Michael B. Jordan, if you're in the acting world, that kind of a thing. And so many individuals, they want to look at your life now. And we're very happy for those individuals and their success. However, I had always been more interested in the journey getting to your you're here and um if you feel like i've made it you know i've arrived that kind of thing and i basically interviewed you know a variety of individuals who are currently ceos and started their own businesses and they're you know experiencing great levels of success present day however they were stunned when i was like but i don't want to I don't want to know about all that. <laughs> I want you to tell me you're go as dark as you know a place and go back if you can with whatever you feel comfortable sharing with me. the one thing that you would definitely say shaped your character and gave you that motivation to do what you're doing right now, so. Some individuals, they were um, in the strip club. Some individuals, they were in college, and something, you know, happened where they couldn't afford, no, they could no longer afford tuition. So they, you know, felt like they did what they needed to do. That one thing, and I think that everybody can kind of come into agreement with, that there's at least one uh, experience, that you have in your life that shaped you into doing what you're doing right now. And that's what that book is about.
0: Right. And and so that comes through loud and clear and I think gives us that encouragement and hope that these times of hardship are not something to be embarrassed about or try to run away from to appreciate that they do, as you said, shape us, help us to become the person we're meant to be here on this earth.
1: Right. And, um, so I, I have quite a few (laughs) of my own, um, but I was, but I was like, that's all fine and great, but there are other people who have a testimony of their, of their own as well. And so um we have a lot of commonalities you know um a part of the as being a part of the human race, we all have that core commonality. you're going to go through some type of a trial, no matter who it is, who you are you know you're going to go through something, and you you might get a little bit beat up during the process but it's but it's not about you know it's about how you. You know, came out on the other side after, you know, you went through life, you know, dragging you around a little bit, and you didn't give up. You, you got a little dirt on your, you know, skirt and and clothes, but you brushed yourself off, and you kept you kept going. And at the end of the day, I most emphatically think that a lot of the younger generation really needs to understand that very concept because i speak a lot in my motivational seminars to a lot of individuals who want this microwave kind of like a life where you just go maybe to maybe a, a some type of a school for 8 months or so pop it pop in a little bit of experience and then boom You know, you set like a microwave, you set it to 10 minutes and then you come out and they're thinking, I'm going to get automatically, you know, be a millionaire or something like that. And I'm like, that's not that's that's not the way it goes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, even with starting a film production company, I have a lot of actors and actresses who think that very thing that you can just walk in, say a couple of lines and boom. I'm on the same level as Whoopi Goldberg. I'm sorry, no, it doesn't work that way. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even Whoopi had to pay her dues, and exactly. it, she didn't. It took time to get to this place.
1: Right, exactly. So that's what the book, in a nutshell, is about, and hopefully, it can be a, a, a strong blessing to somebody um, who might be going through. Some of the same thing or, you know, something very similar to what um, a lot of the individuals in the book were um, were going through back then.
0: Because that's part of it, sharing our stories, whether in print or also you as a filmmaker, you have that avenue through sharing the stories is how we find whatever inspiration it is that's going to help us to move forward that we'll feel that we're not alone.
1: Right, exactly. And so in my writing, I just don't write just, you know, for the sake of writing something. I want whatever, um, whatever the story that I'm telling to reach, you know, hopefully reach the masses. But if just one person was, you know, impacted in a positive way to come away from the theater or the TV set at home, thinking just a little bit different in reference to changing their life or the way they they were thinking about something for the better. Then I say I've done my job. So, um, like for example, the the film The Cotillion, um, that was based upon my experience in going to Louisiana for the first time and living there for a summer. And um, because I tell everybody, for me, I felt like I literally left the United States when I went to Louisiana. That's just how so different it it really is. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And entrenched still, even though this was 2012, it's, still very antiquated it's still very a lot of it you you know i talk to my you know parents and you know grandparents aunts and uncles and they're like oh yeah that was we had those types of gas stations back when i was you know coming up Just they they stay they just want things to stay the same in a lot of ways and they don't want anyone to you know mess with tradition and I became extremely fascinated in particular with the debutante ball that still goes on to this very day and how the young lady, whether you're graduating from high school or college, you're coming out and being presented. And, you know, your father and your grandfathers, they present you to the world. And um, so I really had a great time, my experience over there. And uh, I think that was the first time ever in my life Having real catfish. And, um, <laughs> and so, my thing is, that story, I said, let me build a family. Let me build some of these traditions around an actual family because all families are going through or have gone through something. And um, so, I really had a good time um, going back and forth in between, you know, Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana.
0: So if people want to, and we trust they will want to explore further and get more information, find the book, find the films, how should they go about doing that, Robin?
1: Uh, yes, so you can go on Facebook to Robin Whitmore Studios, also Twitter at Robin Whitmore and also on Instagram, at Robin Whitmore, and try and make it easy for everybody to get into contact with us.
0: And we should make clear that Robin is spelt with a Y.
1: Yes, with a Y, not an I. <laughs> yes.
0: So many different ways then to reach you, find you, get more insight into this really critically timely uh, topic, subject area that we're talking about this morning and the way that you address it uh, from a a very uh, literal way because of your own personal experiences, but sharing it in a way that all of us can in some way find a a way to be content. Connected and do something uh, constructive about it, and thinking right. about that, if if you were able to, you know, grant were granted a wish to make some change, what would it be to make things better or different in our world?
1: I definitely would want to speak to all of the current politicians who, even if they dropped out of the race, um, Kamala Harris, you know, Andrew Yang, all of them. I would love to get all of the politicians in a room for a day of just, you know, let's talk about this housing crisis for a minute and also get, you know, the people who are already in elected offices, you know, elected officials involved. Because it's it's not just an Atlanta issue. It is a variety of city issue. Um you have, you know, ten cities in Portland and Los Angeles and just from coast to coast. Yes. So first things first, the people who actually have the authority and power and influence, I would love to get them into a room so we can really start Putting together an actual plan as well as the real estate developers across the country and say, okay, let's get an actual plan to help put up affordable housing where everybody could win. The real estate developers as well as individuals who need housing right now. If we can come up with a figure or whatever that's in the middle of the road so that No one's feeling like they're coming away the lesser and that, you know, that's what I feel like right now would be in a perfect world type of situation for, especially myself, because I'm not saying that Medicare and, you know, the um, medical insurance and education, college tuition, all those issues are extremely, you know, poignant. However, I don't think we spend enough time talking about the homeless situation in our country as much as we do those other issues.
0: Well, when you put out this thought into the universe, we trust then it's like this prayer it's put out there. We'll see what kind of answers will come your
1: way. How's that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm
0: declaring that. Yes. Yes. Well, Robin Whitmore, I really wish we had more time. This has just been so stimulating, such a critically important conversation. And yes. I think you are doing such great work and I appreciate your honesty and your forthrightness. It's it's also such a gift.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Robin Whitmore and Sunday Morning Magazine with Jasmine Jean and Matthew. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For information you might have missed or details that you'd like to have, please just send me an email k-a-t-e-d at warm1069.com and I'll get right back to you. Also if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of compassion and desire to be part of the change in creating a better world. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.